0: to so we did a thing podcast this is kind of a drop-in episode um Tracy and I felt like there's just too much stuff going on for us not to say something about it so here we are I am Keanu Latisse and I am here with my co-host Tracy hey everybody awesome um so we are in the midst of at the back end of in the middle of I don't even know. Um, well, I want to say we're at the, in the
1: beginnings of, okay. you know, and there's, you know, there's been a definite uh, starter, mm-hmm. a, a starter of that's bringing us where we are. But we, in my heart, we're at the beginning okay. of all of this.
0: Yeah. All right. I have to say, I'm just, ugh. Yeah, there's like so much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, Um. so I came out of, just so y'all know every month I gift myself what I call Isaac Newton time. And I came out of my Isaac Newton time into the riots and the, the looting and the protesting. And, and um, I, I was a little flabbergasted. Like I I really was like, Oh, I, I missed a whole lot. You know, I kind of felt like I had to catch up, but then when I did, it was just so overwhelming. And I was, overwhelmed with emotions and, and, um, and I'm, I'm now at a point where I'm starting to process them. And as I said to Tracy, you know, I'm, I'm in the place where I'm noticing how I feel. So when I see police officers, I just notice how I feel, right. When I see, you know, um, white people on the street, I notice how I feel when I see black folks on the street. I just, I'm just noticing and paying attention to how I feel. What about you, Tracy?
1: Um, yeah, I'm, Definitely at a place of what if, what am I personally going to be doing, and what am I going to do with my business to be more intentional in being part of the resolution? Mm. Um, because I know, and when everything was happening, I just felt so out of control because mm. it was like, what? Oh my God! What what am I supposed to do? What are we doing? What do, you know? Uh, whatever. And, you know, I'm not really a big protester, so I'm not, I, I definitely was never going to be out protesting. Not that I, I do not disagree with any of it, but I have a young family, and mm-hmm. if I can't bring my kids, I'm not coming. I don't want to have to be on the perimeter of something because I have my young kids with me, or, you know, the danger of, you know, uh, not just the riots, but any, you know, any. Uh, Possibility of being trampled because mm-hmm. I have my kids and stuff like that. So I'm not protesting. I'm not getting out there peaceful at all. I'm here for it, mm-hmm. but I'm not out there. Um, so I knew that that wasn't going to be my resolve. Um, and then even when the cleanup happened, because we did have some uh, rioting and looting, not near my store or at my store, but like in the area of mm-hmm. where we live, I didn't go out in it because I just wasn't emotionally ready to like be out and doing that kind of stuff but it did cause me to just start asking myself what is it that i'm going to do as far as my business um in order to be a part of the movement so like that's where i am now i'm at that point of just planning for um how i want to use juice box in order to you know be a part of that movement use myself recognizing really where i'm at because i'm i'm not it's like i was speaking with my um so <laughs> I was speaking with my uh, <laughs> with my husband, and
0: Hi. we were just, oh, okay. hey. So we're recording Hi. from home. Hi, and there is one of the little Hi. people that she's talking about. Hey, Okay.
1: Go with daddy. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Go go go. Thank you. Yes, Yeah. Um, it's right everybody. It's alright. I'm sorry. Hold on. Mm Babe, come on. Go get your butt chain, please. Thank you. Okay. All right. We'll make sure to edit that part out. I was going to say, you should leave that in because
0: mom's job is always on. That thing is on fleek all day, every day. (laughs) No.
1: But yeah, and so, um, it's never ending never no um i forgot my train
0: of thought um what your business is going to do you're kind of just thinking through that whole process how Oh,
1: right, right, right. thinking yeah. about what i want to do but also honoring where i'm at mm-hmm. and so you know i definitely am at a point of i was I'm, i've been very emotional so i've like had to take some sort of breaks for change how I operate my store on a day basis depending on how I'm feeling. So that's mm-hmm. like where I am as far as what's happening uh, with honoring George Floyd and mm-hmm. everybody who's been affected, you know, recognizing that there needs to be changes. Excuse me. I don't believe that there needs to be changes. I need, I believe that the justice system needs to be broken and rebuilt. Mm. Uh, and so that's the cause that I'm looking for right. and who I want to so if you're not coming from that type of verbiage, I'm not behind then you. again, I'm careful what you're talking about, but you're not who I want to back because I need that whole thing broken right. and then we can rebuild it yeah.
0: And that's something. so from um, and I, I remember when at the beginning of this, when I was like, all right, you know, do I speak out? do I I actually found myself coming off of social media. Um, oh, yeah. and I was like, and, and I had to have, a um, as my aunt says, and I love this, she says, you know, I put myself in conference with myself and I was like, you know, what is this really about? And as you said, there were just so many emotions. And for me, they were just very raw and overwhelming. And I, I wasn't in a place where I could handle somebody coming at me, <laughs> you know, like, um, I think it's very important to recognize when you can handle debate and when you can't. And mm-hmm. there was no way that I was going to validate to anybody what I was feeling. Cause I didn't need to, um, I walk around in my black skin all day, every day. So I just needed to process that. And then when it comes to the business side of things, um, well being is something that I think we all seek, right? So for me, KB Calls has been in the business of well being from the beginning, um, and I was just really, as I was thinking through that, was trying to understand the systemic um, effects of racism and all of the isms that we find in our and that are permeating our or have permeated our system for many years. Um, pretty much since the advent or the inception of this country, these isms have been here. Um, and I've, you know, started reading a few books that I had been interested in, like uh, The Black Dollar, because I know that there was a time where we could only circulate our money within our community. And I was curious as to how that changed. And then I uh, came across some readings about Willie Lynch. And it was really interesting because he was the one who went to the southern plantation owners and and came up with the system of lynching and how to control the slaves. And I was just uh-huh. like, we still do this stuff, you know. And he uh-huh. even said, oh, well, this will last a 300, you know, maybe a thousand years if you do this and you plant these seeds of dissension amongst the slaves then you will be able to control and i'm i'm just sitting here looking at the stuff that's on tv with the riots and everything and like you said i'm not a i am not a protester where i'm out in the streets i that's not been my um as a good friend of ours says that's not my ministry and um okay. and i like the way she put that and i lena i'm gonna I'm give you a shout out um, <laughs> because that was powerful to me that we, to recognize that we all have our ministry in our way that we stand up and step forward. Um, but really just, for me, learning um, and understanding where this came from is is what's going to yeah. help me move forward, um, because yeah. I, some of it is unconscious, right? On our parts and their part. Um, and Absolutely. It's not just, I mean, because, I'm sorry, I don't mean to no, cut you off, but Um,
1: In addition to just bringing up Willie Lynch, Mm -hmm. you know, the way that we keep the momentum going, because a lot of times that distinction comes from our own community. Mm hmm. And so then, you know, which is why people are, you know, they're, they always come back with, well, you're so upset about, you know, police brutality and police crime, but, but you have black on black crime every day and nobody's fighting for that. And nobody's, and then you, you know, it makes you question like, oh, well, that's true. Like we are killing each other. How can we expect? And it's like, you know what? You're right. But that's not what we're talking about. We're not just talking about cops killing each other. We're talking about the, the, the system of the police department, the, you know, law and all that, law and order, or whatever you want to call yes. it. Um, but again, it's all part of questioning ourselves. Mm-hmm. When So it's easier to go, oh, well, yeah, well, let's let's work on us, but they can still kill us because if we call the cops and they end up killing the people who called you, oh, well, we're still killing each other. Right, so, so, so we're okay still working on ourselves. Tired.
0: And and the thing about I it is, we're not talking, and, and my combat for that argument is always, Y'all do massive killings, though. Like, maybe ours is, all right, I'm mad at you and I shoot you. But y'all think this through? You, you know, you plan this out? Yeah, but not even that, though. I mean, if you want
1: to keep it all the way honest, you you will kill the people that you are surrounded by. You will. if I live with white people, it's most likely that I'm going to be killed by a white White person before I'm killed by a black person. So it's like, you kill where you live. Like, you live in the ghetto. We all live in a ghetto because that's who you live around. You know what I'm saying? But people think that, seem to think that, oh, well, it's only black people getting killed in black neighborhoods. No. no. It's a bunch of white people getting killed up there, but y'all ain't reporting it. Right. Because it doesn't follow the narrative. I live, I live, right. I live in an in urban city where it's just a bunch of black folks. So mm. that's what we talk about on a consistent basis. So, you know, I try not to get into that whole conversation um, because that's, that just takes me off of the square of what I'm trying to be a part of, but definitely knowing the history of you know, how we continue to suffer. Right. I mean, you're talking, I'm, I am so removed from being part of the slave Uh, my ancestor. My, my mom was not a slave. My grandma was not a slave. But I still hold the slave mentality because of the Willie Lynch and the different narrative that's being given to me and that I'm re- receiving. It, so, right.
0: And then printing and yeah. walking through. And, and I, I don't think I'm that far. Like, my mom wasn't and my granddad weren't, but his father was. You know, uh-huh. um, and I did. I was privileged enough to hear some of what they went through. I'm, I, I, you know, they only allowed me to know certain amounts because of age and you know all of that. But I was aware that um, my my great grandfather was on my my uh, grandfather side, and it, it is still, as you said, um, a mentality that um, I think is continued in, in, in the narrative, but it's also, um, something that I, I find to be kind of ingrained almost genetically and not in the sense of it's our genetics, but just trauma gets passed down. Um, and, and research has shown this, you know, and, and our reactions to things are just so reflexive that you can't tell me that there's not some point in my, my back where, seeing or feeling or being exposed to this is what's making all of this other stuff come up. So by me understanding the history of it, I can then understand my reflexive responses and and have a foundation to say, okay, reflexively, this is how I would respond. And you know, we've talked about deprogramming and conditioning um in and yeah. all over our episodes. So recognizing that that programming and that conditioning and even some of that that passed down trauma um and where it came from, I think at least puts me in a position where I can make a choice. And Tracy talks about choice all the time and the power that it has. And I remember we have our group chat and I did a, um, I shared a card victim mentality and I, Uh I find that that's what we carry around with us. I find that that's what I carry around with myself is this victim mentality. Even when some of the stupidest things happen, I stub my toe. It's like, oh my God, you know, that chair was in the way. And it's like, um, yeah, but I wasn't paying attention to. So there's this balance that you have to have with. Okay, what part of this is me? What part of this is reflex? What you know? So it's just really interesting how this for me has raised some of that. And then um, you talked about uh, your inner circle and who you interact with. And I find myself interacting with um, white people a lot more just because of all of you know the things that I do in the circles that I travel in. And I I appreciated the conversations. I, I didn't know that I would. I thought I would be angry um, because it was just talk, but I actually appreciated the honesty that, um, a lot of people have come to the table with about what they're seeing, how they're feeling. And they came to me. It's not like I asked them, I was like, you know, Hey, white person, what are you doing? And, you know, what, what you, you live in the suburbs and how do you feel about this? I, I was flooded with, you know, this is how I feel. This is what's going on. This is what I'm seeing. And I just was like, wow, you know, for, other people see this. It just felt like, you know, I can't believe other people see this. I felt so long like we were the only ones who saw this. And now I'm hearing that, that that's not the case.
1: Yeah. And I think that um, Gary V. you know, I love me some Gary Yeah. V, he uh, posted <laughs> something on his uh, Instagram. He, he said, because people, you know, people are through with 2020, right? Mm. <laughs> they are like, bro, bro 2020 trends, over. And he said in his post... Don't let I can't remember how he said it but he said something along the lines of you know the 2020 is probably the year you woke up yeah from everything that's happening so don't just disregard it because it's uncomfortable and uncomfortable situations and you know made you start to see yourself or the arena of where we are all in as wow, it's not really as great as I thought it was, or oh man, you know who who knew, you know whatever the case may be, and so I just thought that was huge because twenty twenty has been tough. I ain't gonna hold you yeah. right, but and, you know I believe that I, I'm very hopeful that the year will end. Much better. And so far, I mean, just with the unfortunate passing of George Floyd, mm-hmm. there has been swift things happening as people are uprising and, you know, using their voices. And we've already started to see some things happening on a small city level of right. um, uh, different commissioners and mayors doing things and, you know, different stuff like that. So, it's been tough, but it's been definitely a wake-up call for a lot of us.
0: So, I, I'm still here for 2020. Um, I'm pulling for 2020. So you know, I, I, and I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. 2020 no, no, has, has been—so, the, the song Stay Woke, I remember when it came out, and I'm like, dude, I'm woke. You know, what you? <laughs> how are you going to tell me to stay woke? But, right. in all honesty, when 2020 came around and, you know, you had all these expectations for greatness— this is where the ease is not where you show up, right? The ease is not no, where greatness not. comes from. It's it's the difficult times. It's the it's the times yeah. of questioning. It's the times of what the fuck where you're like yeah. which way do I go? And you really start thinking and you really start moving and you start being intentional. There's some intentionality to this, I really believe. And I'm I'm optimistic um and intrigued (laughs) all at the same time, you know, and, and to see for me, even when the pandemic hit to see government go in action. And I'm not talking about the federal government. I'm talking about states literally saying, Oh, I have the ability to dictate what's best for my people. Let me figure out what that is, whatever that looks like. And I was like, yo, this is This is what government is supposed to look like. This is how we're supposed to move, you know, and then with the protests right. and stuff, it's like, this is what being unhappy with what's going on. This is the power you have. And I even remember when we were as, as scrapped up as, and you and I talk about this is the voting was on Tuesday, the 2nd, oh,
1: come on. Yeah, my ass, primary yeah, I threatened yes. to
0: leave like six times, but I didn't leave. <laughs> I stayed until I right. voted. Cause I was like, I've come this far. Why am I not going to continue to move in this direction? And the Cedar people there speak up about their voter rights and where's the supervisor and this needs to change. I was just, I was, I was, I, my heart was so full and I was just like, yo, people know their rights. People are starting to really pay attention and people are really starting to speak up for stuff and not even in a malicious, aggravated, ah, but like a, Yo, this is, this isn't right. Who's the supervisor? You know, how do we, cause we need to get this line moving and this needs to be better organized. And do you need, and I even, Tracy, you mentioned this in one of our podcasts where you were talking about, or maybe a conversation, the leader steps up, Right. And I remember when I was in the line, they seemed overwhelmed and I was paying attention. And the one time the um, the lady that was trying to help out kind of threw the system off anyway. And I remember saying, OK, this is Jay. That's me. This gentleman's H. He needs to go over there. And it was just really funny how when you said the Chick-fil-A line, when you were like, I was really trying to get us out. but. I was trying to get me out, but I was also trying to move and, and, and smoothing out the system for the gaps and the holes that um, I saw there. And that's really what leadership is. And I've seen some true leadership from people you know, lay people, not even like government elected. I'm talking everyday people have stepped up and I, yeah. I love it. I haven't seen that before. So for me, 2020 is just like, all right, what's the next thing? Who, you know, what else, what wonderful thing am I going to see? And it's all about perspective, I think. Yeah.
1: And I think that, um, I had a conversation last week with, so one of our loyal customers we went to elementary school together he pretty much he gets an order every week or whatever so we get to talking and this last time i saw him we were talking because you know we were in the midst of george floyd mm. and waiting for we were still waiting for them to do something with, with the, the police officers not right. just the the main guy but the all of them that were participatory in his death um and i said to him and i think that this is what my takeaway is personally right i am we are of Generation X. Mm-hmm. And for the Gen Xs, I believed that, and still believe, that they absolutely counted us out. I mm-hmm. believe they labeled us X because they didn't know what to say about us. I think that they preyed on us as far as, um, and I'm just talking from the urban perspective. I cannot give you the suburban perspective because that is not how I feel. I grew can't up. either. But right. I. I believe that they preyed on us as far as, you know, wanting us to become killers, wanting Mm -hmm. us to become drug dealers, you know, or um, even those of us who went to college, the uh, student loan people preyed on us because we still hold the biggest debt for student loans than any other generation and different things like that. But one of the things that I've recognized and noticed is that as a, res- a uh, product of being generation X, we come from the generation of not wanting to participate. Yeah. Right. So like I'll even give it from a high school. Let's keep it really, I want to keep it really small and simple from a high school's pers- perspective. At my school, we didn't really participate in, like, the school activities and, like, the dances and the sock hops and different things like that. We all went to prom, but I didn't even go to my junior prom. I mean, you know, you had some people who did go, but it wasn't massive. And, you know, there was no major school spirit because you felt left out, you know, and things were being taken away from our program as we were going through the school system. So, the art programs, the music programs, the different things that might keep you in school other than the, the learning, mm-hmm. all being taken out not while we were in school, right? right? And so, uniforms were being introduced and different things like that. Um, And so, for, I know, again, I'm just speaking from my own personal experience, I've run from management, I've run from leadership in almost every aspect of my life. And I believe that that was a part of me being Generation X and feeling like, oh, no, we're not. Oh, no, that's not us. Oh, no, you know, whatever. We don't have anything to fight for. We don't have anything really going on in our, that we need to get out here and be all, whereas we did, we just didn't know enough about ourselves and everything like that. And so now we're middle-aged, the Generation (laughs) X. And our parents are too old to be out there. Right? Right. And our young people are out there because they have much less to lose than we do. I mean, I have a family, I have, you know, bills to pay and right. all this other kind of stuff. So my thought process to being out and about is totally yeah, different right. than a professional who's, you know, in school still and just kind of, you know, like they're pissed off. But at the same time, going back to what you talked about, Kiana, historically, I was speaking with my husband during a lot of things were going on in our city last Sunday um we had to realize I had to say to my husband like when you know the sit-ins happened they were all college students mm-hmm. you know when uh the civil rights movement got heavy they were all, all young, young
0: people
1: yeah we were learning about them they seemed like they were 40 right no
0: you're right <laughs> they were but their, they weren't you know
1: in their sixties no, or whatever so it's like now I'm recognizing the role of what's my role as a Gen Xer. My role is to support yes. the millennials because they've got the anger. They got the tenacity that I just don't have. They got so the freedom in some way, out. shape or
0: form. Mm-hmm. You said what? I said in some way, shape or form too, they have the freedom because they have the youth and they don't have some of the responsibilities that we as the middle age do. Right. Of course. Right.
1: First, right. So, you know, uh, for me, like I said in the beginning, I'm just recognizing what my role is, mm-hmm. and no, recognizing that you're middle-aged is a is a big slap in the face when you still think you out here, you know, <laughs> twerking with the best of them, or right. you know, doing all this other kind of stuff. But you have to acknowledge where you are so you can know where you fit. Yes. And so you know, part of knowing where to fit as the Gen is is knowing that. Listen, you know. It's time, you know, for us, and it's people that are our ages that are into politics. And yeah, stuff like and that. they're but protesting also, and they're out there. I mean, I'm in
0: the politics. politics Don't get me wrong, right? But right. I'm not. I'm not right. out there sitting in and and putting my, you know, my life on the line. I, I'm. I'm not doing that. Right. Right. Right now. Right now. Right, now. Yeah. right. You
1: know but right now. <laughs> right, but acknowledging though. What you're—if you take the generational part of it mm-hmm. and recognizing that, again, part of what you just stated, what you're not going to do is remnants of being a Gen Xer who's not participating.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Whereas I know, well, my mom was still young when the civil rights came, so she wasn't really out there participating. Um, but you have some older people who—that's what they did, and they getting out there even in their eighties, yeah, because. That, part of what was in them and what was a part of what they're doing. But if you're coming from where you never participated in stuff and it was always for your own personal gain, you're not going to be ready to jump out there. But what again, whether however you decide to jump out there, you got to acknowledge where you are and how you fit. So I think that that's definitely uh, so far has been my personal takeaway um, from all of this. And I know that most of it stems from being the, 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 the generation that they
0: They didn't care. Yeah, they didn't care about it. Because I I know I was very, um, growing up in D.C., and I'm not going to say that you, because you grew up in a district, you know, you were all about politics, but I was very involved in um, politics. I think I got in probably around 10 and then didn't come out until I graduated from high school so, um, you know, I was citywide student government and and just, you know, doing a whole bunch of that kind of stuff. Um, I, at the time, wanted to, um, while I held outward positions, my, my movement and the things that I wanted to do were mostly um, behind the scenes type stuff. So I wasn't a upfront in your face type it was like okay what's the what how does the system work okay this is how the system works we want to go in what direction how do i turn this just a little bit that's always been you know um my strategy and sometimes though i agree with you that sometimes things are so broken that they just need to be allowed to fall apart and then you know uh rebuilt because there's so much in um uh, not instant. It's um. There's a N word where it's just like so much nastiness has just gotten into it that it's it's completely permeated. Like even if you remove the people who were there, it's just so ingrained in it that it would show up in them anyway, right? So there's some systems that I think do need to be undone. But um, I agree with you, and I even still feel that as a Gen X, when I look at marketing. Right. When I look at the conversations that are being had, when I look at the 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 research is being done, when I look at, you know, um, even how many times has Gen X been completely left out of the conversation when they're talking about generations, you know, and they go back to the silent generation, which are the people who fought in World War One. So if you could go that far back and then you completely skipping over us um, and there were there was that period where there was a law. I think there was that period where we were kind of put to sleep and we were discounted and everybody else thought that all the work that had been done in the seventies had come to some fruition and now we could just coast. Right. And we're seeing that that's not the case. Um, but I do agree with you in a sense of knowing where you, who and where you are is very important to being able to, stepping out and moving forward and having that foundation. Um, and that kind of brings me to something, because I, as you bring up George uh, Floyd and the young lady who was killed in her home, I don't want to misspeak her name. Taylor. Thank you, Breonna Taylor. Taylor. And um, uh, Ahmaud and, and the countless numbers who have not been, who have been lost and have not been recorded. Um, mm-hmm. We, I find it very interesting that the market went, and it's upturn, and, and this kind of is a part of the researcher in me, because I, I texted you as we talked about during this episode, like, yo, they don't care about us, and this, that, and the third, and I was like, let me, let me walk that back, and let me, let me look at something, so I looked at how the market responded to the assassination of JFK, um, Nixon's impeachment, as well as the 68 riots um, when Martin Luther King was assassinated, and there was, A drop, you know, I mean, a percentage, uh, maybe max for each of those events, probably one to uh, less than one about 7.7% to maybe 2.6, depending on who it was. Um, And then the market just, you know, came back up. And I I had to look into that to understand um, what that was about. And it was really about futuristic outlooks, right? Um, And the fact that, the market is really based on the economy and the speculation of that, and what's happening right now for us, which I thought was very poignant, mm, is a blip. And I'm, 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 and I'm not saying that they're saying it's a blip. I'm saying from the research that I did, this is how it's always treated when these events happen. The market's like, okay, you know, and and they're gonna continue to consume or they're going to continue with the programming and this isn't really going to change the system is going to stay the same pretty much that's what I got from the research oh they 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 woke up for a minute okay oh this was a tragedy travesty or this was a tragedy okay all right and then you know in six months they'll start spending again or they'll start and I just I was like wow to to look at it that way I was no longer emotional I was like ah this is the wheel this is this is really what's going on so um, how did you feel when I sent you that text because that there was there was some rambling there. <laughs> Ramp, rampage. <laughs> uh, what text exactly are you speaking of? When you text me it was like, you know, would you um do you think we should do an episode? And I was like, I came right back at you. And was like, yes, definitely. And then you were like, Well, what what should we talk about? And I was like, Well, I'm looking at the market just went back up, and I can't believe that what all this unrest is going on. They're going up, and da 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 da. da. And I was like, Ah! <laughs> um, you know, to be
1: honest, because I am in the space of a business owner, mm-hmm. I always follow the money now. And my emotions are just that mine, a mine alone. And so, you know, for me, what's been interesting and I'm trying not to take it personally or to, you know, disregard it, but, you know, everybody's. I'm not going to say everybody, a lot of people that I'm following or a part of in my Facebook and all of that kind of stuff, you know, there's been huge, um, by black, uh, there's been huge. These are the black restaurants in Philly. These are the black owned businesses that you can get your blah, 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 blah. And that's great. And this has been maybe in the time that I've owned Juicebox box as a storefront, it might, it's probably the fourth time i think i've started to see people do this mm. and then as it happens it increases and my business has been affected by that and then as time progresses it stops mm-hmm. and people go back to the normal status quo and so you know by you telling me your research with the, the, the market it matches mm-hmm. it matches what's happening at my store right so, like, you know, I hear you, I get it, but I know the habits of my customer. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that I'm learning. And even when they're coming for a fast or where they're coming for juices and smoothies, I can tell you we're not open on Mondays, but Tuesdays are our biggest selling day mm-hmm. because everybody's, Binged over the weekend. They're like mad at me for not being open on Monday, so they come in droves on Tuesday. But then on Friday, nobody comes Crickets. because it's cheese pizza. Right. You know, they're starting their weekend, and that's their habit.
0: Right.
1: And so, if the market is watching the habits of the people, and that's what they're doing to tell you how we can and we can say, oh, it's going to be the increase in stuff like that. I'm doing that on my business at my business all the time so i'm not surprised i'm not offended anymore because i know that this is what outrage does mm-hmm. outrage is only lasts for a short time which is why i have not really said much on my business page i have not said much on my personal page because i'm planning i'm mm-hmm. in the back planning for the long term yeah, of so my mind. Uh, right just to you know, even when the pandemic happened, I wasn't going out, come on, come to Juice Box and get a shot and because it's long term. Right. Yeah, I want you to come get it today, but I really want you to be getting healthy forever. Right. So I'm not just going to jump in on your fears and jump in on, you know, just so that I can, you know, market to you right. what I have to offer. And I make I don't profit that. off of it. So I, I, to answer your question, I feel your anger, but...
0: They were just going off the habits of the people. And and that's, so you, I love the way you, so that process to which you were talking about in the research that I did, um, I remember asking a question of myself, what is the, what's the sustainability of this, right? What's the longevity of this whole, you know, how long is this going to last? And the fact that I've seen, you know, where, influxes and by black owned has, has come up and then it's gone down. Um, and I'm just wondering from a gen X perspective, uh, because yeah, it's important to, it's definitely, I'm not gonna take anything away from protesting. It's very important to get out there and make your voice heard, but what's the staying power of that? And then who needs to come behind the, that first wave and support, the, the momentum of that first wave. And so I love how you kind of brought that in from a business aspect, coupling that with what the market is seeing and doing, because it makes me ask, okay, how do we make this sustainable in this movement, right? Um, when is it? Is it leadership that needs to come up? Is it, we need to keep the conversation going? Is it, you know, a, um, um, is it, what is it? And, and as the ones who are not out there protesting, who we technically should take over the torch once the younger ones get the ball moving, now we as the ones with the resources and the, 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 the staying power, and because we're middle-aged and we have the connections, technically should we be the ones who continue that move? You know, like, should we pick up the torch in a way that we can? And what does that look like? So those were the questions that I've been, as you say, you're planning from a business perspective. Yes, that all goes into because my business and myself, we are, we are meshed, but then also as the person who's sitting here watching it and knowing that it's affected me and other people now, what part do I play in it? And what do my actions look like long-term, right? So um, I love how you brought that up because I think that's really what we all should be talking about is yes, there's the here and now, but what about five years from now? you know, what about six months from now? Because I've gotten emails from organizations that like, we stand in solidarity. And part of me was like, that's great because y'all never spoke up before. But then the other part of me was like, well, Colin Kaepernick did this four years ago and I knew he would be vindicated, but it took four years for the vindication. And he, and even now they're still taking some of what his actions were and trying to twist them to meet the narrative. You know what I mean? So how do we, Step up to that, knowing that this is what is going to happen because the markets have dictated it, because the speculators are saying, because the economy is going to, how do we meet that knowing that that's here and that's what's going to happen? That's the question we need to be asking ourselves.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's where you begin the planning. As mm-hmm. you answer those questions, that's how you begin to plan for the long term as a business owner. Even if you're just getting started in business, you have to ask yourself, how will I operate if there are injustices that are affecting my people or the people that I service? Because the injustice can happen to people that's not you. Yes. You might be a man who has a product that serves women only, yes. and you know the women's movement is right alongside with this injustices, which is historically how it has happened. Mm -hmm. Let's just keep that all the way honest, right? So if, you know, the Me Too movement comes back Again, let's say it it dies down, which I don't think it will, but I'm just saying, what if it dies down and it comes back again? What say you, sir, and your business to these women who patronize you and not just come from a place of keeping the dollar in your business? Coming from a place of, we we have always been here to, you know, we are always looking to uh, make sure women are heard in the business or however you want to do that. But again, the culture of your business. Right. Because right now, as I'm building the culture of Juicebox, so as I add on my employees, I don't have to reverbicate and go back and say, "Oh, dang, y'all, I'm sorry, I was giving y'all slave wages." Mm-hmm. So now that I know we you know, we having a a change in the in the momentum, let me go ahead and give y'all do some money back. About what I'm supposed I start to do? With, I said with the the lower income. No, you should be staying with winner from the
0: beginning. Right, because that's who your customer is, and and Just that's that that's um and so we. I'm, I'm probably going to post about this cause it really, it, it bothered me. Um, and that's the, that's the only way I can put it. My, the kid, the school that my kids go to, the staff is not diverse at all. Um, location, whatever. I don't care. It's not diverse. And so the school, the middle school offered a forum type situation for parents and mostly middle schoolers to come to the table and start the conversation to support them in whatever way that looked like, right? Mm -hmm. My kids were the first kids to log into that thing. And then I Mm -hmm. think there were only four kids there, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A couple days later... They have the move up ceremony and 200 and something people show up and I'm going, I can't help as, but as a business owner to say that's unacceptable. I, I, that is unacceptable. You service, And I don't, I don't care what anybody says. A school is a service and you service underserved communities and you're always talking about how you want to and how we need to and blah, 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 blah. And yes, you reached out the olive branch and nobody showed up, but. What are you as an organization doing to change that to, 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 you know, ch- I didn't hear anything about wanting to re-diversify their staff, or I didn't hear any of that. So anyway, I say all that to say, my son was pissed with me because he was like, I can't believe you made us go to this thing. And I was like, you got to show up for yourself. If you don't show up for anybody else, cause anybody else going to show up for you, the school offered the resource, you tapped into it. Other people haven't, Right. I was like, you walk around in your brown skin, you walk around in your black skin, you can't take it off. You need to make sure that you show up for yourself because that's who you are. I said, now, let's get to the root of it, though. I was like, are you angry? And he was like, well, I'm disappointed. I said, okay. No, he was like, my expectations weren't met. And if you didn't make me go, I wouldn't have had expectations. And I was like, now we getting somewhere. I said, so really you're disappointed. And he's like, yeah, well, I thought more kids would show up. Exactly. You thought more people would show up. I said, well, here's what you can't count on, other people. And, and not in a bad way, but you don't know what their situations are, right? You don't know what their parents are telling them. You don't know what control they have over being able to log in. You don't know any of that. So while you noticing is important, and this goes for your organization that you're a part of, which is a school, and that school is a business. I don't care what anybody says. Um, But education is definitely a business. Um, You can pay attention to that. And then moving forward, you decide what you do with that newfound information, right? But you can't just allow yourself, because you said one thing where you are talking about not taking it personal. I think it should be taken personal. um, Because it has a personal effect on you. Now, what you do with that, once you realize that that's the effect it has, how you respond to and relate to that, that's where the personal, that's where, you know, you determine your effect on other people. But it is something to take personal. I think it is. I think seeing businesses not speak to their, um, not be responsible enough to speak to their customer base or speak for their customer base until it's the popular thing to do or whatever the case may be I think paying attention to that is really important and seeing how how you show up as a business owner in your community because we talked about this that when you're in a community it's not just to get the community's dollar you should be an active member of a community because really and truly that's what stopped a lot of some of these businesses from being burned is they were like yo john comes to the blah blah or if you come to him and you don't have any money then he helps you out and you you know that's what stops some of those businesses from being My dude um uh he was a former lake oh sorry no it's all right i the dude was a former lady he posted a picture of him and kobe bryant so nobody in la touches his, his. ah so my husband is is in the room folks just so y'all know one day you'll meet him up front and personal but right now um he did chime in and he said that a business had um posted a picture of him and kobe and nobody touched his business you know so it's it's important being a member of the community that you serve because this is you you'll never know what that's going to mean for you down the long run but it's and it's not that you do it because you're like, oh, there could be a riot in twenty years. No, you do it because it's the right thing to do, and you do it because, in your heart of hearts, as a business owner, that's where you want to be. But the effect that it has on your community is a positive effect. I don't care what anybody says.
1: Yeah, and it's part of the culture. Yeah, it's part of the culture you of your business, and that's something you have to have in mind as you're starting, growing, scaling, building your business. So. Absolutely. You know, um, like you said, some businesses didn't get touched because the neighbors vouched for that business to say, do not touch that business. Mm-hmm. Do not vandalize that. Stop what you're doing and move on to another, you know, whatever the case may be. Now, that doesn't mean that all businesses that were are Black-owned and still in the, that didn't get hit, right. but there was the neighbors who vouched for them. You right. know what I'm saying? And so, you know, when you have companies like Lowe's and Company who yeah you're here and yes they they provided service but you're not in the community uh-huh. that you serve because they give they give their money but a lot of those companies like Target I always love to see how they oh we gave back X Y Z millions of dollars and to the school system I don't ever see other schools in my yeah. neighborhood on there how about that so again I'm not saying that they're not giving back but you're not giving back to all of your neighbors.
0: Right. And you're not servicing the community that you're in. And and I think, you know, are you waking up to that? That's that's the other thing that I think 2020 should be showing you. You know, for me as a business owner, when the pandemic hit and businesses were trying to wait for the federal government to tell them what to do, I was like, dude, you own your business. You can make a decision. You know what I mean? When it, yep. we say it all the time, yep. it comes down to you. You're the one who can yep. say, these are my employees and I'm going to make sure that they're safe. And this is what you need to do because my uh-huh. employees' health and safety is important to me. And if you don't have a mask on, hey, you can blast me on social media all you want, but I'm taking care of my folks. You know, like you uh-huh. have that power. So when I saw businesses going, oh, well, you know, and then all of a sudden when when, when our governor said now it's, um, it was a, in, not mandatory, but it was mandatory to start wearing masks right then all of a sudden now you see business oh well it's the law that you wear masks and i'm like dude a week ago before he said it yesterday you was just letting folks walk in here you know him and it heart. so as a business as we say it comes down to you it comes down to you the culture yep. that you set how you show up in the community are you a part of the community cuz like you said you could give millions of dollars i'm in i'm here in philly i could give millions of dollars to to san diego but I'm not sure. I'm not in San Diego. Where where my uh-huh. effect is really felt is here in West Philadelphia.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know, so, yeah. so yeah. yeah.
1: You can have your foundations. You can have all of your things that you have, and I'm not taking away what you're giving. You can give to St. Jude mm-hmm. and to all of the all of that. But if you are absent in the neighborhood that you make your money, then no that you will you may feel the, the effects of that. Yeah. And so when they start to um, ask for or look for businesses that are black owned, if you're not associated with those organizations, your name will not be mentioned. Right. Because why, why we don't know you exist. You don't come to here. You don't do this. You don't do that. You don't even follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Right. Sometimes just a following of, sometimes a comment here or there. Nobody's saying that you have to be everywhere all the time because you can be exhausted. Listen, being a part of organizations is a job by itself. Yes, it so is. So nobody's saying that you have to be at any and everything, but you do have to show up in a way, and I will say this, and this is why my response is, not immediate because I'm trying to figure out the way that works best for Tracy. hmm because Tracy is who does everything right now. I don't have a nonprofit or, a, a you know, a small biz, help the world department, and I have a whole other head person. Right. So I have to make sure that it puts me, my family, my schedule, you know, different things like that. And with a lot of things happening virtually now, mm-hmm. it does make it a little bit easier to participate in things. So you can just chime in, you know, c- c- climb into the call, you know, whatever the case may be. Um So I am thankful for Corona for that because everybody's realizing you don't always have to be in the building in order to participate. Um, But yeah, that's definitely something as we move forward, you know, the planning that you have for your business, how are you going to have your voice placed or have that statement ready to show that this is what you're doing? This is how you are moving forward. All of those things are important, not just now, but for the future, because for me, I will be good, goddamn, to have my kids having the same protest Mm. in 20 years that we're having right now. That's that's not happening. So if I have any say so in that, Mm. then that means I have to figure out a way to make sure that these changes are happening immediately, so that when they do come up, it'll just be a memory of wow that happened in 2020, and my oldest can say, damn, I was turning nine, so he don't remember, but he remembers. Right. I want my baby who's one to be like, oh,
0: that, I was alive, but right, 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 right. And and you say twenty, and I I say I'm gonna go even further and say fifty because I find that you know the same some of the same things that they were rioting about and were angry about in sixty eight. Are a lot of what we are still talking about now. Not a lot. They are a, well, they are they, right. So we're know, we're having the same same conversation. So you know, um, we we need. There's a lot that needs to happen. There's a lot that needs to happen, but we shouldn't be having this conversation the, in 50 years. Right,
1: and which is why I said we're at the beginning. We're yeah. just at the beginning so stages because you have enough people outraged and recognizing. That's part one. Mm-hmm. So now that you got people recognizing and outrage, now you move it into, now you're going to have the people rise up and who becomes the leaders in their areas or the leaders on the global or the leaders of the, and then they'll sit down and then on the city level. And as you said before, we got to keep our foot on the pulse of our local officials yes. and making sure that they're doing, because we can focus on Trump all we want. I mean, we are, it is coming up for his re-election and all that kind of stuff, but that stuff has such a small amount if we don't have our local levels Hold mimicking them accountable. what we and yeah, we're, we're losing. Yep. We're losing all day. So it starts on a city level, it starts on the, you know, the county level, wherever you are, your yep. state level, and then the feds because all of what we pick on that level will affect who's up at the main at the main house. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, but it all starts with us voting and doing what we're supposed to be doing. And I know I've ditched and dodged um, what's that thing called when you gotta uh when you gotta go to court and oh start, jury duty. To, oh, worry, duty girl that's not <laughs> i've ditched and died jury duty i i've never served on a jury ever since i joined the military i've never <laughs> served on a jury duty but i do know that that's part of what i can do now as a civilian yeah and i won't run from it next time that it comes because that's a part of what i, I have, have to, to do. do in my middle age right. okay let's keep it
0: yeah because your voice that's really important and, and it's something um I've not been a fan of it and I've, I've, I've and I'm gonna tell you it comes from a place of uh, financial security because my employer did not cover me when I went so it was like I gotta decide between putting food on my table and making my voice heard. guess what I'm che- guess what I'm checking um yeah. but now, um, in all honesty, seeing how voting, I, I'm, I've been very proud to vote in West in, in, in Philly. I, I have not I, i even when 2016 and the, sh- and the way people showed up. I've just have been very proud. I've seen the difference because um, my husband votes and used to vote in Delco and it's a different spirit. And I, I love the spirit that people carry with them to voting in the city. It is just, it's a completely different spirit. And so now I'm a little more open and amped to say, you know what, this, this, is, this is my responsibility to make my voice heard. Maybe I'm going to say something in this case that somebody else wouldn't say it. I need to show up. You know, I, I show up in the community meetings for with the dot with the um, I did make sure since I started since I voted uh, most recently because I was not doing what I thought I need to do, which was as a business owner and community member show up at these community meetings so I do that and now I'm starting to show up even though it's now virtually well before it was virtual I started to show up at the city government meetings you know when it when it worked into my schedule I made sure they stayed in my calendar and if I could make one I made one and I'm gonna continue doing that um and and take it to the next level as you said because I am a nanopreneur business of one (laughs) So you know, with with all the other hats that I'm wearing as mom and wife and daughter and da da da. But it it's it's important to me with all the hats that I wear to be seen to speak. Um, and there's a point. There's an essay that I really want to put in our show notes uh, by Audrey Lord, and I shared this with our group where she talked about turning silence into language and in action. And Over the period of Corona, I've really tried to sit and think about what does what have I been silent about and do and what does the language and or the action look like? Um, And for me, that goes in with the planning, as you said, Tracy, like as a as a business owner, where have I been silent? And while that silence sometimes is very necessary to to plan and to to, you know, move, allocate and resources and all of that, and even just honor the fact that I'm processing. how can I change this now silence into language and action? And um, right. that's, that's to me, that's the epitome of being a true member of a community um, in business and personal, is is no longer being silent and, and deciding what that silence, how that gets translated or transmuted or whatever your word is, in transformed into either language and or action.
1: Right. I agree. I agree completely. So I think that as heavy as all of this has been, I know for me, um, you know, honoring how i'm feeling Mm -hmm. letting myself let it process sometimes Mm -hmm. that means going in a bubble because Mm -hmm. that's what comforts me is my bubble um and then in while i'm in the bubble you know in my journaling in my prayers and whatever it is that i'm doing my meditations allowing what comes out and what feels right for me and the move that god has put for me um has been what's helped me to start the healing process, yeah. and I think that that's something that we also have to keep in mind as we move forward is you know, when the conversations arise, when you are able to be a part of the conversation, the conversation can start some healing. Mm-hmm. Um, because as I was sharing with you, Carolina, we've had conversations in the store, and you know, I've as I would feel a mess when I come in. And then after coming, people coming in, we're talking, we're, you know, whatever. And by the end of the day, I feel so much better just because I've been able to share something that was on my part or get some clarity from, because I had people watching, I love the news. People will come in and keep me abreast of the news was and, you know, different things like that. And it's all been part of the healing because they pray for um, a lot of, Hold on one second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what's important for a lot of us to move forward is to recognize and acknowledge in changing the system, in understanding what our part and play is. That the plays the parts that we play, we all have to begin to heal. And a lot of it is, as Rhana said, knowing the history Mm -hmm. so that we understand where it's coming from, so you can know where the healing can begin from, or where the deprogramming has to begin to be broken down. So, you know, I think that you know those kind of conversations. I think we're probably going to be going to meetings um in the form of what your school tried to do Mm -hmm. and for those of us who can participate participate and if if nothing else listen and then you know maybe you can process it and then you can share your own or you can share your own perspective but i know last week even for people who agree with me i had no time to have a conversation so i went so i was like you know what we agree but i don't want to talk about it because i'm pissed you know what i'm saying so um, but if we honor all of those things and we just have a plan, I think that um, as business owners, you know you can absolutely understand what your role is as we move forward and the voice you can have, you know you probably won't have to have a blanket statement to say we are you know here for black people or we are here for Black Lives Matter or we are here for women because your people will know what well, they
0: always been here. Yes, that's it.
1: That's I mean, it, was, right? I don't. I, we, I mean, thank you for that comment, but. They will never make me feel like they don't hear me or they don't, so, you know, they'll be vouching for you. They'll be the ones saying, because I know, um, you know, like I said, there have been lists coming out of black-owned businesses in West Philly and, you know, different areas, and I know one list came out and Juicebox wasn't on there. And I ain't mad. I'm not mad at none of it. But do you know it was about five or ten people who added my business? Mm. Because they're like, oh, no, we got something right here, you know, in our neighborhood. She's so sweet, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. But that's what will happen when, you know, if people start to doubt how you are or mm-hmm. who you are, your people will vouch for you because of what you've built. So right. I think that that's my takeaway um, as I continue to plan for my business to make sure that I put that in my culture.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely important is putting it being aware of it and, and putting it in your culture Um and being open and honest about it and and just doing the best that you can i think that was the the other thing that um because i had we uh, a friend of mine held a little forum and a couple people came and uh, one of the people that were there she was like you know when when my friends talk about oh i don't know a black person and i don't know this and she's like you know and she was really angry and i was like because i was able to process how i was feeling i was like that's a, that's a window though, right? That's a door that's opening for you to have a conversation. Cause they apparently trust you enough to even say that to you where they may not have said that to anybody else. So maybe you can use that as a way to not affront them, but to just have, you know, continue the conversation. Like, all right, well tell me about that. What, how does that, you know, you're, you're realizing that I'm gonna give you kudos for it. Do you want to meet people? Like what, you know, what do you want to do with that? And, and um she thought it was she was like, Wow, I didn't even look at it that way. You know, she was just like, I figure since I know, they should know, you know. And it was like, We're all coming from different places. Um and 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 one thing this is doing, and I said this to to my son Nate, I was like, one thing this is doing is it's that man in the mirror song that Mike sings, this this is forcing man right now, this is forcing some looking in the mirror for us all and some of us can't handle what's reflecting back so you know and that's their journey but for me i can look in the mirror and be like okay yes i've done this or yes i'm doing this or what you know what does that look like and i've had people reflect in the mirror while they're talking to me and i'm just like wow that is powerful like you're seeing aspects of your childhood where you're realizing, oh, well, my parents instilled this in me. And this is why I'm seeing this. And I've, I've always been open to this. And maybe at this point in my life, I wasn't, but now I am. And that's, that's amazing. You know, so um, we have to be very, as we process and plan and understand where we are, we have to be very gentle with other people, um, and ourselves, excuse me, as we go through this process, right? We have to, this is not a time to really judge, especially when people are coming to us in ways of opening and starting a conversation. Judgment is not, It shouldn't be here. As we come to ourselves and we're having a conversation, judgment has no place here because as Tracy said, this is the beginning. So if I'm lifting my foot up to take a step and somebody tells me, no, you can't go here. I'm going to put my foot down and stay right where I am. And you don't want to do that. You want to move forward. You want them to progress. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to turn people off. And you want to
1: again, uh, be, be, be kind mm-hmm. in where they are and where you are. And going back to, you know, knowing that I was not in the mood for conversation. Mm, so that was because powerful, yes. I know that if I'm not in the mood for it, I'm not going to have it because I don't want to push people away or, you know, um, I was talking to my sister the other day and I was just, you know, sharing with her how one, so I think Tuesday I went online completely. Mm -hmm. The only way you could order or come into Juicebox on Tuesday was to order online and it was curbside, right? Because I, I had no capacity conversation plus I had a huge order for like a thousand orders to fill in the midst of all of that so I'm like trying to get this done I had to get, get to the post office so I was in a whole lot of anxiety on top of my personal feelings anyway right. so and so um, with the influx of Juice Fox's name surfacing into being part of this black owned business list and da 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 I did not want because of my emotion because I was very sensitive right so if i had a new person come and be introduced and i was in a mood of Mm. not wanting to be bothered i didn't want that to be their first touch to me or to my business so i know where i'm at so i needed to be online only so all i had to do was say thank you have a great day and send you on your way and then i know that i'm not gonna mess it up so you have to honor where you are and like, you know, some as you, some people, you might be at a place where you do have employees and you may come in and you don't feel like being bothered. Well, guess what? You need to sit in your office all day and mm-hmm. not come out.
0: Yep.
1: And be honest go with the them. Right. And go back and do your packages and not try to become something that you're, you're not. not because you're in this emotional soft state. And this is again, something that I believe you're going to learn if you don't know it yet as you build your business, but you'll start to be able to touch and feel and know, oh, whew, I need to just stay, you know what, I'm going to just stay out. And maybe you might just need to do some back end stuff. You right. know what I'm saying? But, you know, I had to really know that in me and it ended up being a really good day because I knew where I was and how it was and I didn't have to go back and apologize to right. somebody or or pretend to be
0: or right. Right. And and I think yeah. that oh, honesty yeah. that you had with yourself um, allowed you to come from a more authentic place. And I think that's a lot of times what people don't recognize is that when you're being dishonest with yourself or you're not honoring where you are, you're inauthentic and that people pick up on that. And, and okay. you know, I've had um, some of my best days empl- as an employee were when I was very honest with my team like I am not in the mood guys so yeah, I'm I'm yeah. my capacity is very limited I can take care of the patient but yeah. I don't want to have nothing to do with y'all you know like and, yeah. and them honoring that was was paramount because then the next day I'd be like, hey, and they'd be like, oh, you're better, yes, right. that you know, whatever. Yeah. But we there was yeah. no animosity. Nobody was trying to pretending or blah 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 blah. It was none of that. And and taking that culture into my business, you know, I don't schedule myself on certain days because I don't want to have anything to do with. You know what I mean? Like just being mindful yeah. of that and being honest with myself. Yeah. Um, has made all the difference in the way that I show up in my business for myself and for my my. I consider my community. I consider people that I interact with to be part of my community, and it. I show up so much. I'm I'm yeah. a nicer person now than I ever was at work, because <laughs> I'm way yeah. more honest. <laughs> well,
1: that's because you get to right, right. I was going to say you get to you get to choose a lot of what happens in a day, and you get to be honest with yourself, and that's that's probably one of the benefits Mm -hmm. of being an entrepreneur that I didn't think about. Um, Becoming more honest with myself, especially because I'm looking in the mirror more Mm -hmm. at me and, you know, what's working for me and what's not working for me. Um, But I think that uh, as we move forward, I I, I know for me, what I really want to take away from all of this is, how am I going to show up? Mm -hmm. Uh, What what's the criteria for the organization that I want to be a part of, like that's something that I'm breaking down now because I'm not just jumping on everybody's bandwagon, mm-hmm. I'm not just jumping into any and everything I need to make sure that everything and everybody that I work with is aligned with what's best for me, Tracy the black female, the mother of three black children the wife of, a black husband all of that needs to match all that matters to me and then of course it overflows into my business and making sure that and my business is associated with, you know, making sure we're being whatever we need to be and then associating ourselves with whatever is necessary as we move forward. And I just think that that's something I really wanted us to just, like you said, do a drop in podcast mm-hmm. because I didn't want to not have a conversation or feel like we don't have we're not having these conversations because we're talking about this oh, amongst okay. each other every day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so, um and that's the freedoms that we get. We get to freely do this for any situation that comes in. We get to pop in and have a conversation. And, you know, we're on break. But we can come from a break and still, you know... Um, talk about it and share. Voice.
0: Yeah, give it yeah, a voice. Talk,
1: exactly. From the nano small business perspective, not necessarily the, you know, Amazon Prime right. showing that they're black, black Lives Matter when you go to
0: watch a movie or something yeah <laughs> I'm sorry, wait, in Xbox, Jamie keeps getting these things and I'm going, I I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just really interesting to, this, this time is really interesting. And so I just really wanted us to definitely give our perspective Mm -hmm. and um, maybe even again, start the conversation because if nothing else, it's like one thing, it's a couple things I want you to recognize right now. As your business, you get to create the culture and you have to be mindful of that even as you're starting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just about the, the bottom line. It's really about all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then the other thing is just taking care of yourself first and then honoring yourself
0: and then everything else will show up. Yes, I agree. I, I You know, for me, moving forward looks like continuing the process because um, I do recognize that there, there for me was some grieving in this. Um, as far as like, oh, yeah. you know, like Hope died and then it was reborn, you know, like all of that. Yeah. Um. And yeah. then you know, how not even how has Kiana shown up because I really have shown up as I think in, especially in the last 6 to 12 months I have been more me um, now than I ever have. Um, but figuring uh-huh. out where, like you, who is worthy of my time and effort? Because it is very valuable. You know, what organizations, um, right. you, know, wh- who, what people, um, you know, what people, you know, what relationships stay, which ones go, all, all of that. And then um, just continuing to be thoughtful and intentional about, yeah what permeates and what the culture of KB calls and anything I touch, you know, with the even with the intention group that we have. I'm I'm very thoughtful yeah. about, you know, hey, how are you guys doing? Like I would love to share my intention, but that may not be what we need to talk about right now. Like how, you know, where are you? You know, what are you grateful right. for? Like just being there and holding a space, you know, um, sometimes is just what we need. So just really continuing to be who I am. Cause I, I'm, i I no longer apologize. I, I found that like, I'll respond to somebody late and be like, um, I received your message on such and such. And I appreciate you getting back to me. This is where I am with this right now. I used to be like, Oh, I apologize for being like, I don't apologize. Cause I, I got stuff going on, you know, and my yep. time is valuable and your time is valuable too. I'm not negating that, but this is where we are right now. This is what I'll come up with. Yep. Um, and and really just embodying those things. And as a Gen X saying, how do I pick up the torch? What does that look like for me? Right. You know, once the momentum is now passed on to the ones who need to carry it some more, you know, what does that look like for me? So that's really where I am. That's that's what I'm doing. And then recognizing that this process isn't something that I'm gonna have the answer to tomorrow. I just need to give myself room.
1: No. <clears throat> It's the beginning. Yeah. So if you recognize that at the beginning, then you will recognize that you do have time, but you, you know, as, as they before forward, you just have to figure out where to fit yourself in. So right. you don't have a thousand years to fit yourself <laughs> in um, if you want to be a part of the change. If you don't want to be a part of the change, then you got you ain't got no time because right. you're you part of it. the change. Right. But if you definitely want to be a part of the change, that I from <laughs> I want them to fight this fight. Find a new fight. You know, yeah. I want a new fight for them to fight it. And I don't want it to be this. Because this is the overflow from many, 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 yes. many, years ago. Yeah. And so it's we're still, we, we still, we still be happy to be part of Because this all should have been taken care of before we even existed. But it right. hasn't been. And I refuse to let my children have to have a, another goddamn walk mm-hmm. because some young black man, which could be my son, right? You know what I'm saying? Or my daughter, or whatever. And I don't want that to be the thing. So that's my motivation. And I don't want it to be my nephew or, you know. Right. Or grand. anybody. I don't
0: want <laughs> it to be anybody. <clears throat> I exactly. don't.
1: Exactly.
0: So, okay. All right. So, <laughs> Tracy has been fighting and fending off as much as she could yes. for the duration of this episode. Sunday, it's warm day. So,
1: um,. On that note, everybody, I pray that you all are well during this time, Same and here. I hope that you enjoy our perspective of during the injustices. And as we said, it's just the beginning. So you know, hopefully, we are—we really have the longevity, and we will be fine. Kiana, did you want to say anything?
0: I think you said it all. I, I appreciate everything, mm-hmm. and that's a nice wrap up. Um, and yeah, we're just we're thankful for being here and being able to share. And you know, you guys listening. And even if you're not well, be okay with not being well because that's okay.
1: Excellent. Right.
0: That's excellent. Okay. <laughs> Take care. We'll see you guys right. in the next season. Or maybe we'll drop bye. in again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> bye bye. Okay. All right. All right
0: Take okay. care. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay,